we already know that sadly, 50% of marriages end in divorce. But do we really know how that affects the children? We're going to talk about it. And this is Chick to Chick. This is a tough topic, but such an important topic, how divorce affects our children. Now, we both have been very transparent um, about our situations. You know, I I got divorced, split up uh, with my son's father. What is it? 21 years ago now. Um, He was only two years old. And, uh, you know, in the beginning, there was tension and friction. But we both came to this understanding that we wanted to do what was best for our son. and so. Perhaps we went a little over the top. We did things together. We took our son to church together. Um, We celebrated holidays together. We did everything we possibly could to try to make him feel like he was still loved, that although his mom and dad weren't together, we were still a family. It might not have been a conventional family, but we were still a family. Um, We knew it was going to be hard on him. And so we tried. We did everything that we could. And even though we did, my son still had issues and he still struggled with it. And I know that your parents uh, got divorced and it affected you as well. Yeah. When you and I talked about this, I said to you, I'm Sean, because I was two years old when my parents were divorced and I don't have memories of them doing anything collectively really with me, vacations, that kind of thing. We would do church and that kind of thing together. But my parents were very much friends with each other because like you and your ex, they recognized that I was the most important part. And even though it failed on their ends, they weren't going to fail me. However, as the child of divorce, then you're thrown into a situation where both my parents remarried. That wasn't always easy. So there was this other layer of dynamic that I then had to take on. And I had to be able to shift in between houses and give up certain things that younger kids, you know, kids that are with both their parents don't have to. So even though I didn't have this ugly, angry divorce going on, I still didn't have a traditional conventional way of growing up with both of my parents. So sure, it does affect you later on in life, 100%. And I wonder if adults really understand what it's doing to the child, which brings Mm. us to our guest today, Katie Gleason. Katie, uh, we're so grateful um, that you've decided to come on our podcast. Um, You were the child of divorce. Katie, tell us what happened and how old you were. Hi, thank you. Um, You know, first off, I just want to say that this is one of those topics that nobody likes to talk about, including the children, because we love our parents. You know, we don't want to bring any shame or any hurt to anybody. But um, similarly, my my parents, when they divorced, it was amicable enough. Uh, I never had seen any tension in our home. I was seven years old. And um, my mom framed it as though this is what she needed to be happy. And what child doesn't want their parent to be happy? So I really embraced it like, okay, we're going to go on an adventure. And, you know, my mom, you know, over time, I guess, I don't know when a child, everything is a little bit hard to navigate exactly what happened when, especially when you're that young. But I remember, 
you know, packing up that car and every everything we had was in that car. And I can remember driving away on a February day in 1978. And yeah, you, you know, you go you go on and and to me it was an adventure. But then later you start to see, oh, okay, wait. Some some of this was not not really fair to the kids. So and Katie. As you grew through in your teenage years, you say your parents were getting along. Did you just feel like um, looking back on it, you were just sort of managing? Because if you're really young and you're thrown into this, this is an adventure, I want mom to be happy. But now you're in a situation where you have a little more understanding as a young adult, you know, late teens or whatever. How are you feeling during that time? I was spared because my my mom moved far away from my father and we had... I didn't have a mom's house and a dad's house. Home was home and it was, it was with my mom. But I didn't, I never had to ju- juggle from house to house. I would visit my dad maybe at Easter and and summertime, but it, I never had to deal with, you know, switching. It, like each home, each family has a culture that you have to, I see, uh, you understand that completely. I, I fully understand that. I love the way you just yeah. said that each home has its own little culture. You're absolutely yeah. and right. The children, their children are forced to jump back and forth. Well, I only had to do that rarely. And so I just supported my mom and I was maybe too much of a sounding board for her. I think that that's one of the common things that happens to children of a divorce. Sometimes boys are placed in the position of being the man at the house when they're too, they're too young. Um, and I think sometimes girls end up being like the surrogate mom, taking care of household things or take, or being a sounding board, like a girlfriend to their mom, um, which, you know, really isn't appropriate a lot of times, but it's innocent. No one does these things, you know, with ill intent, but through a divorce, sometimes roles get reversed and, and things go a little bit strange. So, yeah, it's hard. It's very hard. Um, as you carry this on now into adulthood, um, how do you, how has the divorce affected you as, as an adult? How did it affect your relationships? How has it affected your marriage? How has it affected your ability to be a mom? Well, uh, you know, I honestly, until I was married with three kids, I would have said, no, the divorce didn't affect me. It was fine. I was happy. Um, but it was when I got married, I had, I was knee deep in kids. I had three kids and it was hard. I thought, why is this so hard? You know, the marriage, I, it, it finally occurred to me, I don't know what I'm doing. That's why it's hard. I never had an example. I don't know how to resolve conflict. I don't know what's normal in a marriage um, because I, I, how would I, how could I know? Um, and then you realize that, you know, when the foundation is taken out from under you, it, it does have some repercussions that, you know, you got to figure out as an adult. And so that's what I ended up doing. I realized I got to figure this out. So what did I do? I ended up going online. Thankfully, we have the Internet and I found some wonderful people who, you know, were in the same in the same boat and and ended up sharing and growing and learning and healing. And that's what we all have to do. I mean, it's whatever comes your way. It's up to us to figure out how to heal. And that's what I did. I think it's interesting that you talk about, you know, I was really fine. I I didn't know any different. I thought everything was status quo and it sort of sneaked up on you. I had a similar situation, although I was in college when it sneaked up on me and I ended up going to a counselor 
I didn't know that it was the ripple effect of having two sets of families, two sets of, as you put it so well, cultures. And the therapist said to me, you've had to be the hero. You've had to be the hero. I, you know, was not rocking a boat either way. I was figuring out, identifying what was going on in each house. So I knew how to be in each house. Mm -hmm. Um, That was for me, but it sounds to me like you had a situation that was similar just within your own home with your mom, where you kind of had to be the hero and define things. And then when you became in your own adult space, you were like, but wait a minute, I actually didn't really have a blueprint. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's very common. I think uh, kind of what you're describing is one of the effects of being an adult child of divorce. You miss boundaries because none of these decisions were ours to make. Our parents decide we didn't get a vote in the divorce. They decided and that that was that. And the kids are just going along for the ride and doing the best they can. Um, When they when you are in that position, you don't really set up boundaries because how can you? And that continues and continues even after you're an adult, you know, where you're still juggling and Flora, not in your case with, with your child. And it sounds like Carrie, not in yours either, um, where your parents tried to be united. But for a lot of us, even like when our child, our child's birthday comes, we have to pick a grandparent to be invited since they don't want to be in the same room. All these major events are still affected. It goes down generations. Um, and, and so that's one of the things that, you know, through these groups that have formed on, on Facebook, these, these private groups that, I, that I'm uh, familiar with, that boundaries are an issue. Trust is an issue. Um, you know, when you're when what is supposed to be an intact family is supposed to be the thing that gives you confidence and gives you the wings to fly isn't there, you know, you're going to have some, whatever problems you would have had anyway, it's based on a shaky, shaky foundation. It is. It's very difficult. Um, You know, you mentioned that kids get through it and, and we say, Oh, kids are resilient. Kids are resilient. They'll get through it. But as you pointed out, they don't have a choice and they've just been handed this. And you also talked about support groups. And I wanted to bring up this book that you actually brought to my attention. It's called Primal Loss. um, And it's the now adult children of divorce are speaking out and they're telling their stories in this book. It was written by Layla Miller. And I mean, I read the book. Um, It's, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to hear how divorce has affected these Um, these children who are now adults. And um, I I know this book, you said this book is free, correct? Yeah, she um, she wrote this book because she realized, wait a minute, what is going on here? Um, She was under the the same assumption I was. Okay, divorce is a one time event. It's hard for a year or two. And then the kids move on. Um, But when this book came to be and she asked some just, I think, seven or eight questions regarding divorce, the responses were just devastating and eye-opening and, um, you know, and and life-changing really, because I can say as a child of divorce reading this, it's the first time you you connect the dots and you realize, I'm not alone. Uh, This is a thing that that has affected me in many ways that you don't put together until you step back and hear other voices. So it's, it's a very powerful, although difficult book to read. 
Katie, what is your final message? And I know you and I have talked about this uh, at great length. What's your final message here? And do you think we should be shifting more from getting divorced to working harder to save our marriages? I do, Flora. I think that's the number one thing. Um, You know, marriage is hard, right? But divorce is hard. Separation is hard. And, you know, you choose your heart. Healing is healing. Your marriage is probably the best thing you could do for your children. Um, And, you know, you hear parents say, oh, my gosh, I would die for my kids. And I guess my question is, would you live for them? Would would you live for them and take that on? You know, no child asks to be born. And it's up to us to give them the foundation to give them, you know, what they need uh, as best we can. And I'm not talking uh, there are circumstances that are beyond what, you know, is a healthy, safe environment. I'm not referring to that. But for the most part, most marriages are low conflict. Most marriages, if if you take divorce off the table five years later, they've they've shown that couples tend to do better. Now, if divorce is on the table, it's real hard to ignore that escape hatch. So take it off the table. And if you're in a hard marriage, throw every single thing you have at it to fix it. Just do it all. Great message. Katie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being open. I know this was tough for you to do, but we both appreciate it. And we think that um, your message is going to resonate with a lot of people. So thank you. Thank you, Flora. Thank you, Carrie. Carrie, I think I both of us oh, you're got coming a up for air, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, when Katie said, "Yeah, you die for your kids, but will you Would live you for your kids?" And I just, what I a profound statement, yeah. you know. And it, and and it made me think of of something that a friend of mine who um, has been struggling in her marriage uh, for twenty years now, and she said to me, "You know, I think about this, and I wonder why didn't I have the courage." to walk away like you did. And I turned it and I said, you know what? And you know what I think? I think, why didn't I have the courage to stay like you did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a great statement. And I think, you know, you and I always advocate for not having a divorce, trying, you know, for the marriage to work. We talk about that a lot. And I think that we all have to sort of soften our hearts and we have to recognize that when we entered into a marriage, we loved each other. We had this bright future and really work hard to trigger, you know, to, to get back to those fundamentals and look at our children in the faces and say, you're worth it. You're worth it for us. Even if you're an adult, you're worth it for us to all be together and to stay together. So this was a powerful podcast and yeah. I'm certain it's really resonating with many people. And that's what we try to do here, right, Flora? We really try to have powerful messages that that sit with people and maybe, maybe make big changes. Absolutely. If we can help one family, if we can help one child, mm-hmm. then boy, isn't it all worth it? Yeah, it sure is. And we hope that you appreciated the messaging with today's podcast and that you will come back when we chirp about another topic.